0: This week on Voiceover Voices, we're talking about auditions, audiobooks, the difference between stage, TV and film acting, King Kong tongue twisters, how not to resist change, teaching voiceovers, how to forgive your mistakes, warm-ups and the humility fish. What wait, humility fish. Okay. <music> And welcome back to VoiceOver Voices, the podcast where we delve into the wordy world of voiceovers. Each episode, you'll meet a professional voice artist, find out who they are and how they got into this work, and listen while we run through some slightly ridiculous script games, which are based on the kind of jobs we tackle on any given day in the studio. I'm Cathy Ogden, and I'm a voice artist, singer, songwriter, and now podcaster. A voice artist needs to be able to sight-read scripts, take direction, interpret the client's brief, create characters, moderate their vocal tone, flip from character to character, and somehow manage to do all this within a tight time limit. It's an intensely focused kind of job, and people come into it from all sorts of different backgrounds. And what's more, nobody really knows who we are. We're largely invisible to all but our agents, clients, and each other. Well, I'm changing all that, so on with the show. My guest this week is one of this country's finest actors. For years, Rick Herbert has been gracing TV screens in countless Australian dramas, including Underbelly, Rescue Special Ops, The Last Outlaw, Prisoner, and the 80s smash hit Sweet and Sour. He has also featured in many films. A highlight was working with Peter Jackson on his international blockbuster King Kong. He's also appeared on stage in theatre productions at Q Theatre and Old Tote, However, it's in the area of voice acting that Rick spends most of his professional time. In addition to regular work in promos, radio and TV ads, Rick is well known as a versatile voice actor, with a stack of animations under his belt, from the hit movie, Babe, Pig in the City, to local series, Little Horrors. Rick has developed hundreds of fun, kooky and crazy characters – and has booked upwards of 14,000 voiceovers and singing sessions, which means A, he must be doing something right, and B, this is surely some kind of record. When he's not in the studio, which is not very often, Rick can be found ocean swimming, singing with his band Get Rich, teaching students voiceover and singing, zipping around on his beautiful retro motorcycle, and being a proud dad to his daughter Pearl and son Kai, who are also voice actors and musicians. Rick is the kind of voice actor who can literally do anything. He's a craftsman and an artist who is incredibly supportive to those coming up through the voiceover ranks. Clients love him for his professionalism and talent. I feel like anyone who wants to work in this industry would be doing themselves a massive favour by emulating his work ethic and dedication to the craft. And what's more, Rick is playing Guy Skinford in the web series Skinford with Josh Brennan and Charlotte Best. We're lucky to have found a moment to record, so without wasting another second, welcome to VoiceOver Voices, Rick Herbert.
1: Gah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for finding me today. It's lovely to be here.
0: Thank you for making the time, Rick Herbert.
1: <laughs> there you are. You you're doing that. You're using my the full title, aren't you?
0: I am. I think <laughs> I'm just going to have to call you Rick Herbert all the way through.
1: Thank you, Cathy Ogden. You deserve it. You're a full you're a full title person for me too. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Some people you just use their whole name and some you I don't. Know. Most yeah. you don't. It is so funny.
0: No, I know. But you are. You're Rick Herbert. I mean, everybody knows and Burr. loves you. Just <laughs> <laughs> My own guy. Even when you sound like a frog. I
1: Even mean, sound like a frog.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I do frog.
0: You do frog. You'll, I, I do like frog. I like do frog. So you have been basically singing since you were seven. And I, I was reading and researching you because, like so many people that we all work with, we kind of don't know about each other's backgrounds.
1: We don't. We don't.
0: And you were a choir boy at St uh, Mary's Cathedral.
1: Yes. So yes.
0: tell me about that.
1: Well, um, you'd think seven was early enough to start, but no. Apparently Rick, yes, I'm speaking in third person, <laughs> now, wants to talk about earlier and the reason I do is 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 curious. It's got a bit to do with my daughter Pearl and my son Kai. Uh-huh. In that, in that, um, my mother was a singer, uh-huh. so when I was in utero, she was singing, right? But yep. my sister, who my, my sister, who's who's nine years older than me, my sister Beth, is a singer as well. So I was hearing inside while I was inside. I was hearing mum's voice from inside and Beth's voice from outside. Mm-hmm. So. I think the chances are with me, I was going to come out a singer, and I did. And what happened was, by the age of five, I sang a song at a nativity thing for the nuns. For so that's a Christmas event. For those that aren't Catholic, Mm -hmm. that's a Christmas event. And uh, I sang a solo. You know, it was a natural thing for me to do. It's one of the things I did. So, and the. The nuns had asked the, the priest who was the head of the choir to come down from Samaria's Cathedral, which was... So the, the, the school that I went to was the feeder school to Samaria's Cathedral, Unfortunately, he came down and he heard me sing, and at the age of five, he said, Rick, when you come to the school in two years' time, would you? we'd like to invite you to be a member of the Samaria's Cathedral Boys' Choir. And I... He,
0: he was would, talking to you as a, as a five-year-old?
1: He was... This is something he said to me as a, I clearly remember it, and I clearly remember saying, Yeah... What's in it for me, bub? <laughs> no, obviously I didn't. Obviously I did not say that. Uh, by the way, did I say a lie for a living? I lie for a living. I'm a voice actor. Um, <laughs> people pay me to lie. No. Anyway, so, so that's how I ended up uh, as a choir boy. And from that, I'm going to sidebar for a second because I want to tell the story of Pearl. Because Pearl and Kai's mother, Jackie, is a singer as well and obviously <laughs> so am I. So... Um, one day, Pearl was like three months old. She was in the, in the bubble. You put kids in in the car. We took her out. We went in the friend's place. We put, the, put her down and everybody went, oh, isn't she a child? Yeah, she's gorgeous, right? All that. Mm-hmm. So we walk over the other side of the room and I say, I say Jay and I are talking. So say, Jay, where's the music coming from? And he said, well, there's no music on. And we all turned and looked at the bubble and there was Pearl at three months old singing. No. Singing. Ah. Now I'm making that up but that's the kind of thing we stood over it when well there's a singer okay Pearl's so she singing. sang before she Good sang before Lord. she spoke right so that's I find that whole process really interesting which made me go I am not going to teach her how to sing. She will be the singer that she is all on her own and mm-hmm. somewhere down the line we'll find somebody else. Yeah. I'm a singing teacher but I thought no I don't want to try and do that you know I want to let her be herself so wow jump back jump back Jack if you look her up you can look her up as Pearl the Girl on YouTube mm-hmm. and you'll there you'll her. see a singer singer songwriter she's pretty interesting she is it's so festive. sassy she's she
0: incredible
1: she's amazing yeah uh yeah very proud of my darling mm-hmm. girl and and my dear son Kai I mean he's uh he's a wonderful DJ and a voice artist
0: like and a voice, voice artist yeah, yeah they're
1: both voice actors so it's, it's so cool. a family of voice actors yeah. right? they started at the age of four and so <laughs> Pearl, at 25 <laughs> years of age, is a 21-year veteran as a voice actor.
0: Good Lord.
1: It's extraordinary, isn't it?
0: That is nuts.
1: Yeah, and Kai's a wonderful voice actor. Anyway, you can anybody who wants to see, you can go and find them on, you know, rmk.com.au and drill Aww. down on their
2: demos. I love demos. such a proud father, Rick Just a
1: bit, bit, just a bit, a bit, a bit. A bit. Um, besides all of that, at the age of seven, I went into this choir and I was learning to sight-read music <laughs> wow. and sing in Latin. Six days a week, right? So after mm. school you'd do ninety minutes and that's five days a week and then Wednesday nights you'd do choir tea when the men would come in and the basses and tenors and then the whole choir would sing and then Sundays high mass on the altar there at eleven o'clock at St Mary's. If you've never been, please go. You don't need to be mm. religious or or Catholic. It's extraordinary. It's the um,
0: sound. That sounds those beautiful. voices is incredible.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah. But even but even the pomp and ceremony of, of the church and all of that is quite Quite spectacular. Yeah. So I got to do that, and that was extraordinary. But I was also at St Mary's Cathedral Boys School, so it's a Catholic boys' school. Pretty tough. My brother Mark's 18 months older than I am, and we played football and we played hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had this like, we're not sure about you, Rick Herbert. You're obviously, you know, effeminate because you're singing with the choir, and that's a nice word for it, by the way.
0: That's a... Good choice of words then, Vic. Clearly,
1: clearly not what the Catholic schoolboys said. No. can't
0: imagine it would have been. <laughs> no. No.
1: Oh. Um, so you had to sort of run run with being tough as well on the footy field and maybe you could get away with it, you know, without without copping a beating daily. Anyway, mm. you know what it's like. Oh, no, yeah. you don't. No. Wait. You no. were neither male nor went to a Catholic boys school. <laughs> yes. I see, no, I see the fault in my argument. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I'll talk amongst myself for a minute so I can't get my story right. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to sit back and listen. This is yeah, so fascinating. No, I can't yeah. believe it. Keep bah. going. So, so though, yeah. you were you were sort of thought of as a bit of a wuss at school until you started playing hard in the rugby.
1: Yeah, yeah, all that. So so we did all that. Now, in later in later years when I was 14 my voice broke. The the choir master changed. I didn't like the new guy. He didn't Mm. like me. Mm -hmm. So that was okay. And one day he turned up at our front door and knocked on the door my mother stood there and didn't open the screen door to him. I went, hmm, that's interesting. Not inviting him in. And he stood at the front door and wanted to talk to Mrs. Herbert about how her son had an attitude problem and he needed to wake up to himself and blah, blah, blah. And she said, she simply said, and I love my mother for this and many, many reasons Mm. because she was an angel but at the same time she was a lioness.
0: Yeah, gotcha.
1: So she looked him in the eye and said, Father, my son doesn't like you either. So as of today, he's no longer in the choir. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Shut the door in his face. Awesome. <laughs> Gently. Awesome. And with, with, with respect. Yeah. But, yeah. And I went, okay, that's it. I'm done. But, you see, at that stage, my mother was somewhat concerned that I might be the guy most likely to knock over the local petrol station. Mm. Ah, dear. Colorful past. Oh, you know. Uh, Guys get bored. I'm 14, full of testosterone, no (laughs) idea what to do with it. And then this wonderful woman, um, so my sister and my mother used to do community theatre, right? Musical societies, mm-hmm. and this wonderful woman from this extraordinary family, the the, the Bader family. Terry Bader's a wonderful actor. His brother Stephen Thomas, Valerie Bader still works. She's yeah. brilliant. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and Michael
1: and Michael is a stage manager, and mm-hmm. Tony is a musical director. So now Lynn was the mother. Lynn came in, walked in one day. I am sitting at the table, looking at her, rolling my eyes as a fourteen-year-old boy would. She said. You've got an audition next Wednesday night at 7.15. Slam, paper goes down on the table. You will sing this song. I'm going, yeah, right. She says, don't even start. I've broken much tougher people than you, Rick Herbert. <laughs> Be there. Sing the song. And she walked out. Yes, yeah, sure, Lynn. Anyway, I, they were out of the room, so I glanced at the song and being able to sight read at the time, I went, oh, yeah? Okay. All right. Maybe. Well, what happened was that Wednesday night I reluctantly got into the car and was dragged into the and the doors opened to what I can only describe as a kind of heaven because having been in a boys' school I had never seen fifteen young female dancers stretching and getting ready for oh. their auditions. Oh
0: my god. And I just
1: went I am so getting this gig.
0: Oh yes.
1: That's it. I'm in. <laughs> so and oh, that's I how love I love it. So that's how I came to Play the artful dodger in Oliver and at, at Hurstful Musical Society of all things, and getting into great
0: role. By the way, artful into theatre. So cool. Yeah, it's a wonderful, Brilliant. wonderful piece. What it's actually a wonderful musical. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's incredible. Mm. Mm. It's, yeah.
1: So I did another half a dozen of those, and then um, ended up making a decision that I was going to be a professional actor, and so I, 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 I left school. In fact, I. I I rang my mother when I got off the train. She was at work. I said, "Mum, I'm leaving school. Will you back me?" She said, "What are you going to do?" I said, "You know, I'm going to be an actor. it's what I do." <laughs> and she went, "Okay." So this is the equivalent to year eleven now. So year five, two weeks before before the fifth form exams, I walked in and excused myself from the school.
0: Wow! And you were sixteen at the time. Yeah. Good. And Lord. then I went. So you could, yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely, and then I went out and got an agent and started doing bits and pieces. Like started as an extra on Number Ninety Six,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. where I met Richard Carter. By the way, bloody amazing! Good lord! Yeah, I know, I know. We're both there. That's and um, and then went on from there to fortunately do straight plays like Equus and A Hard God, uh, and then and then also uh, musical theatre. Yeah. You know, as a, as a younger man and doing Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and then playing Steve Hart and Reg Livermore's Ned Kelly, so Steve Hart was one of the Ooh. gang members. So wow. I got to be in that with those extraordinary people as like a 19-year-old. Good Lord. But at 18. And then at the same time I was just, I lucked out, did a good audition, got onto the Young Doctors for two weeks
0: mm-hmm.
1: where That's I realised where I where where I was scratching my head, going, "What do you mean you can't you can't feel my emotions through my back?
0: What do you mean I have
1: to face the camera? What what? Sorry, It's different between stage and TV. Lord. Anyway, then there was a hiatus in my work and I wasn't doing much. And um, here's a curious story. Um, I was flat out broke. Mm-hmm. I was not living and I was living out in the world. We, you know, had had rent and all sorts of bills to pay. And I thought, what am I going to do? I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I went and got a job selling ice creams on Bondi Beach. Good on you. Now, it would have been 1977, Mm -hmm. 78, somewhere in there. And I walked past and I heard somebody say, Rick. And I turned around and there's Kerry Spence, the wonderful casting lady from uh, The Young Doctors. Mm. She said, Rick Herbert. And I went, oh, (laughs) Kerry Spence. Here we go again. Mm -hmm. She said, what are you doing selling ice creams? I said, "Uh, guys got to eat, Kerry. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Would you like something? She went, No, I'm good, thanks. But four weeks later I got invited back onto the Young Doctors and she was the lady who might have put in a good word for me. I think she did. And yeah. and then I got then I was fortunate enough to go on to other medium. And now I'll leave it to you.
0: <laughs> good Lord. So wait, so you were in Young Doctors, but you've been in you've been in underbelly rescue special ops, blast outlaw prisoner, sweet and stuff. So, so many Australian dramas and and then and then you get to go, how did you get to be in King Kong?
2: Mm. Can I just
0: tell you very briefly? Sure. So the first remake of King Kong or one of the first remakes of King Kong came out when I was very young. My brother took mm. me to see it. And I bawled my eyes out because I just couldn't bear the the horror of this beautiful ape being killed the way he was. Yeah. And I just was horrified. So I vowed then and there that I would never see King Kong again. <laughs> well done. Fast and? forward to about So it was two thousand and five that you were in it and mm-hmm. must have been like two thousand and seven or so. I'm sitting in the lounge room and, and King Kong is on the telly in London.
2: Mm. And
0: I'm trying not to look at it. But my husband and my fam you know, my kids are watching it, my stepkids are watching it. Mm. And I turn around and go, Oh my God, what? That's, that's Rick Herbert.
2: <laughs> What's oh. he
0: doing in King Kong? What's he doing? What the? I was like, and they're looking at me like I'm insane. I'm going, that's my friend, Rick. Yeah. We, we used to do voiceovers <laughs> and sessions together in Sydney. Yes. And they're looking at me like like stepkids are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. And And right. um, anyway, so tell me about that because that was just so cool. And you're playing uh, a proper New Yorker from memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, look, it was great. It was a, a, a really interesting opportunity. It was just an audition, you know. You walk into so many auditions as an actor and we, we hit rejection after rejection after rejection. You're not the right person. You didn't do the right preparation. You didn't know enough about it. Nobody's directing you. There's, there's a thousand excuses. But I want to say now, having been on the other side of casting and, mm-hmm. and having people come in, you know when the right person walks in. Yeah. It is absolutely obvious when the mm-hmm. right person walks in. You can have 20 professional people walk in, all of them are good, but that one person just goes, oh, my God, that's it. That's who we want. Yeah. So it's really important if you're an actor out there or in any kind of creative endeavor, don't take what seems like rejection personally. It's not. Yeah. It's all a lottery. Sure Everything's is. a lottery, yeah. And so the old, you know, well, you got to be in it to win it. You got to have a crack. You got to have an agent that can that can represent you well and put you out there and give you the opportunity to stand in front of the camera. So the strange one about this was, I walked into this audition and they said, "Oh, can you just go into the first room there and hit play?" I went, "Okay." Walked in, hit play, and there's some guy doing the audition. Oh, and I look at it, yeah, right, reading the piece that I'm about to do, and I look at it and go. Uh. okay, this must be some kind of indication of, well, gee, don't push it too far and don't overact. Got to keep it right in the pocket. Got to work film. You know, of course, yeah. the, the huge differences between stage where you can be as large as life or larger than life yeah. or television where you're in, in a box which is a mid-shot and you can't, you, you've got to use small gestures, you can't use big gestures, down to film where a massive screen could be just on one part of your face.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: there's big differences in subtlety. And I was, I was never good at subtle. <laughs> no. Nah,
2: nah, I, sk- I wasn't going to say it, Rick, but I, no, 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 I'm kidding. No, nah,
1: I, I must have been sick that year at NIDA. Or <laughs> well, that week. Was it second term, third year? Anyway, I didn't <laughs> uh, go to NIDA. Funny. I would have no. loved to have gone to NIDA. Mm. I would have loved to have gone to have that opportunity to live in a nest like that for two or three years. However, uh, I learned on the run. Meanwhile, back at the ranch.
0: Same, by the way.
1: Yeah. 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 I looked at the audition, I walk in, They say, okay, so did you check the video? I said, yes. And the purpose behind that was, that, oh, look, it's just an indication, it's a ballpark so that you know about the area that Peter would like the audition to sit in. Okay. So I do the audition. And it went well, you know, like like many of them go well. Mm-hmm. Very, it's not often I walk out go, well, I blew that, because I do like to do the work, you know, because to me there is only the audition. There's no gig. There's no job. Mm-hmm. The audition is the only time I get to actually work. Interesting. That's how it, it's. It's a defence mechanism so that right. I'm not disappointed when I don't get the job. I but get at the same it now. Time, okay. But at the same time, it makes me bring my best to the audition. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, I did it, and I thought, yeah, that was okay. Maybe, maybe not. And then all of a sudden, I get it, and I'm going, really? I've, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so now I'm in King Kong. All right, playing playing a role who's known as Sleazy Producer. He doesn't have a name, mm-hmm. unless, of course, his first name is Sleazy. <laughs> uh,
0: it could well be.
1: It could well be. Oh, and it was, <laughs> certainly was. And, on, and now all of a sudden the direction, it was, I said, can I see a script? No, nope, nobody's seeing a script. Okay, so I've got a role. Yes, you've got a role. The, the one you auditioned for, Sleazy Producer, great. Mm-hmm. And where are we doing it? Wellywood, New Zealand. Okay, wonderful. Excellent. Let's go to Wellington. And... How long will I be there? We don't know yet. Okay. We know how much we're going to pay you and it's an absolute buyer. You'll never get another cent for it. Mm -hmm. Say yes.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) These were the parameters. Wow. You didn't get – because nobody got a script. Nobody got a script. In fact, of course I said yes. Yeah. And got the opportunity to go there and – meet Peter Jackson and meet this incredible group of women, you know, that, that surround him, uh, his wife Fran and all those those incredible uh, producers that work with him mm-hmm. and writers. To, uh, they, they're marvellous.
0: Wow. Just the opportunity to do that, to be in yeah. that world. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Incredible. And to work, you know, to work with Jack Black was interesting. Yeah. I, I, got, to, I got to do the first day of shoot with him and um, it didn't go well for him. He was, he was underprepared. Ah. But but that's no surprise considering nobody got a script until the day before. Got it. And then he's flying in from somewhere else and
0: yeah, phased Jet-lagged out and, and worried.
1: Yeah. Worried mm-hmm. because, you know, he's got to be a real actor, a dramatic actor with on a Peter Jackson film, he's, you know, and the role pretty much should carry the film. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm not going to say too much about that day except I will say that we got... Jim Knobloch was uh, the other guy I worked with in it. Uh, he's a, he's an American who lives in Australia now. And uh, we got to work there, stayed there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Peter liked what we did so much that he invited us back and put another scene in later in the film for us.
0: <gasps> Whoa. Yeah,
1: which was really nice. Lovely. So that wow. was me working on King Kong. It yeah. was extraordinary, yeah. And you know what? Ever since I've been waiting for that phone call from Wellywood, mm-hmm. Oh. Hol- Hollywood doesn't call, Kath. You got to get off your ass and make your own work. Okay, okay. <laughs> you yeah. just
0: put an email out there. Yeah, Rick. I'm just saying. You could dear just, universe, dear universe, <laughs> and Welby Wood, yeah, <laughs> and Peter Jackson and anybody else who might be listening. Mm-hmm. Quite like to be in another massive blockbuster. Please sign. Rick Love that. Herbert. Thank Love you. Rick Herbert. Mm. There you mm. go. It'll happen now.
1: Mm. Thanks, Kath. Yeah. you did it.
0: You We've done them. it. It's out. It's in the in the world, in the ether, in the airway. From
1: your mouth to God's ears. There
0: you go. Yes. There
1: you go. Now
0: speaking of God's ears, mm. I'm not really. Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, I think it would be very cool for you and I mm-hmm. to have a little go at a bit of a um, a script.
1: Now you sent me something, and I haven't looked at it. That's good.
0: That's yeah. why, how we like it, because you're a singer and I'm a Mm -hmm. singer, Um, I've actually put a little bit of a singing bit in this, which is going to be so cool to do because we're going to be doing it in whatever random characters and accents I generate in a moment.
1: Oh, okay, great.
0: Have a little look at the script while I um, I spin (laughs) the old.
1: (laughs) I see. Yeah, I can see it.
0: So you see how that works?
1: Yep, got it. Of
0: course you do. Character, I'm going to spin the wheel for you and you are going to be. Sexy minx!
1: <laughs> oh, lordy, lord! Sexy minx!
0: You're going to be sexy minx, hilariously, and uh, uh, oh, sorry, you're a cat called Thelonious. Oh,
1: I'm a cat. You're a, I'm cat, a cat called, called, called Thelonious. Thelonious,
0: and I am a budgie called Sweetie. Just so, okay. You know. So, um, anyway, so, he, I have a lisp. Apparently, if if you'd like, yes, you do have a lisp.
1: It says. And I'm supposed to be sexy minx.
0: You're sexy minx, Thelonious, yes.
1: I have no idea how to do that, but wait, it will come. (laughs) Minx is is an ermine, so it's an ermine like cat. (laughs) 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 Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. So, and for the accent. An accent
1: as well. I'll load me up, babe.
0: I'm going to load you up. Yeah. How does French sound? Ah.
1: Let's give it a go, huh? What? Let me do a very bad French accent for you.
0: Oh, excellent. Well, it's very sexy anyway, so, you know. But
1: I've got to be sexy, (laughs) i
0: No, it's going to get
1: Transylvanian, (laughs) cat.
0: Everyone goes to Transylvania with this. With a lisp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, this is so much fun.
0: All right, so, and for me, my character is going to be... Yes. Oh, Lazy. Lazy. That's an interesting character type. I'm going to have to think about that. So I'm going to be a lazy – I'm going to be a lazy – oh, animation. So animation is my get-out-of-jail-free card, basically. Oh, my Lord. So it gives me – I can be whatever I like. But normally I tend to go for a classic kind of squeaky-voiced animated character.
1: You're going to be lazy bird.
0: I'm a lazy bird.
1: And I haven't read it before. So this No. (laughs) <laughs> terrible let's do this
0: let's give it a whirl what could possibly go wrong
1: what could possibly go wrong what? I don't know
0: I don't know either so off you go then
2: Mr Thelonious cat
1: oh, ha, ha,
2: ha.
1: morning sweetie
2: oh hi Thelonious
1: sing a song sweetie I can't find my minty mouth chew toy, and I'm feeling a bit sad. I've completely not gone French. Hang on a minute.
2: I love that, though. It's such a great voice.
0: I don't want you to change it.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, is that fair, though? I don't even know who it is. Sing know. us a thong, sweetie. I can't find my minty mouth chew toy, and I'm feeling a little sad.
2: That's so sweet.
0: Sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, Where from?
1: From the top, because we've done that?
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: <laughs> Morning, sweetie.
2: Oh, hi, Thelonious.
1: Sing us a song, sweetie. I can't find my Minty Mouse Chew Toy, and I'm feeling a bit sad.
2: Sure. Blues, gospel, or death metal? Gospel. Right, you are. Swing low, sweet cherry heart, come in for to carry me. Stop! Too sad? Yes. Any cheering up? But I'm not good at cheery songs. I'm a bluebird.
1: And I'm a jazz cat. Oh, wait. Have you got some swing?
2: Sure. Fly me to the moon and let me sway among the stars. Come on, Thelonious. Let
1: let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and
2: Mars. In other words, hold my claw.
1: In other words, darling, kiss me.
2: I would. But without your Minty Mouse Chew Toy, your mouth is probably a bit like...
1: The bottom of your cage?
2: Precisely.
1: Dang! Does your kitty cat have bad breath? Do they need a new Minty Mouse Chew Toy? Come to Pet Palace for all your pet needs. We have a full array of new and exciting treats and toys for all your furry, fishy and feathered friends. Smelly Cat, Bored Budgie, Forlorn Fish, Depressed Dog, Churlish Chickens, We'll find exactly what you need to perk up your pampered pets and make their life playful and perfect. Come to Pet Palace, it's paradise for pets.
2: Yes! <laughs> that was.
1: I, sorry, I didn't even see that. And then I went, oh, that's probably me. Is it me? <laughs> it was you.
2: Sorry, I forgot <laughs> okay. to tell you. Um, okay. How
0: fun was that, Rick Herbert? It's
1: it's great. It's great. I was a long way from the French accent, but anyways.
0: Well, look, And a long
1: way from a sexy minx.
0: Oh, ah, no, no, no. Ah. You were très, très sexy. Well, uh-huh. look, it's uh-huh. up to you. We can do it again if you like, but I loved uh-huh. it. It's, well, it's entirely it was fun. up to you. It was very it's good fun. fun.
1: No, 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 no. <sighs> Besides, you couldn't you, you couldn't afford the loadings, darling.
0: Oh, good God! Right? Tr- the character absolutely. fee, character the fee post- singing, oh. Oh. all of the things <laughs> on top, all of it. Oh, you're amazing! You're amazing! I can't yeah. believe you just that was brilliant. So, I'm going to ask you about teaching. Oh, okay. You've been teaching for like 15, 15 years or so? Mm, yeah, like somewhere that, in there, somewhere in there, yeah, um, maybe. I was reading about what you've been teaching and I know people who have gone to you, including the gorgeous Kate Black. Who, oh, she's wonderful. Yeah, I know. And uh, she is wonderful and she also loves you because you put her in touch with Kathy Evans. Oh, there you go. And then she ended up being a scout. So, yeah.
1: I listened to your um, podcast with her. and It's just fantastic. I had no idea Kate Black about her, about all of that about her. So it no. was just so wonderful to hear the the background on on somebody who's your colleague in the industry. You it's know?
2: so wonderful, yeah. isn't
0: it? And it's because it's We never get interviewed because we're voiceovers. We're well, you're oh, an you actor go. as well, but 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 nobody interviews voiceovers because we're just we're we're, we're, I mean, we're we're anonymous, faceless people.
1: <laughs> we're faceless people,
0: and yet I reckon. Every single person in Australia or has even visited Australia and listened to any television or radio would have heard your voice a bazillion times because you're just everywhere and always have been.
1: Well, I I was. It's a little less at this end of my career, and that's fine. I totally understand. And the the landscape's changed, especially in the last five years through Me Too, through Black Lives Matter, through Call Out Culture, through all of these changes which have occurred. Mm -hmm. The voice of a uh, middle-aged or older white man is not necessarily adhered to or listened to or wanted that much anymore because it's now time for, for women to have as much, if not more, of the work than men. It's now time for people from different cultures to be heard. It's now time for normal people to be heard in the landscape of advertising.
0: Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah, this is what I think, and this okay. is what, what I see going on in the world. Um, so when I say to students, people think anybody can do voiceovers. That's not necessarily true. Mm. Everybody has a voice. Everybody can speak. Most people can read. But can they do it the way that's required in exactly the time and get the meaning over and land the message on the hearing of the listener in a conversational tone without pushing it or forcing it? Yeah. This is a very fine It's all nuance and subtlety. Yeah. But nowadays it's a flat earth. You can live in Wagga and have a studio and pitch in and try and get work.
0: Yeah. 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 Got it.
1: Uh whereas once upon a time, when I started, there was I was the twelfth person to join RMK.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. I
1: know. Uh wow. in nineteen eighty. And in those days, I would honestly say eighty percent of the work was male yeah. voices. Yeah, you know? yeah. And now it's swung a long way back. You sit down in front of the television or the radio, you're going to find more than 50% is female. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. It's time. Mm. So in regard, so thank you, yes, people have heard my voice all over the place for years, for decades, you know, four decades. Mm. And I've had a marvellous run. And nowadays it's a little less of the advertising and a little more of the um, audiobooks, which I just adore doing. I love doing. They're my favourite thing. Um some acting and singing in various bands. Yeah. I, I, I'm now the singer for three and a half bands, Kath. Three and a half? Yeah.
0: And yeah. the half would be what? <laughs> ah, ah, ah,
1: <laughs> the half would be the the wonderful Peter Northcote, ah, who's an extraordinary guitarist I around him. town. Yes. Uh, calls me every now and then and says, Well, oh, want to do a gig on Thursday Love? And I go, yep, no worries, Pete. So I turn up Aww. at the Rambling Rascal and two days later, and do a gig with him, which is wonderful. That's why I call it a, it's, it's an off-the-cuff possibility, <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: I see Peter. All, he just He's so great. I mean, he must work, like, every night. Well, he's amazing. He's everybody's favorite yeah, he guitarist. he so. is.
1: He is an extraordinary guitarist. Yeah, lovely man. Mm. Yeah, very, yeah. very nice man. Yeah. So, so that- you're,
0: you're now taking all of that incredible experience that you've had in singing, in acting, in musical theatre, in Voiceover work and voice acting and advertising and narrating and promoing and all the other things that you do and <laughs> and animation and mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are pouring that into the next generation of yeah, voice yeah,
1: actors and I really enjoy it. Good, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm sure and, they did too.
0: <laughs> well, sorry.
1: it's lovely, you know. Um, people, I I teach, I teach privately. If you go to my, I've got a website, obviously, RickHerbert.com. Yeah. And if you go there, you can contact me and stuff. And I teach people from absolute beginners uh, through to seasoned pros because occasionally somebody who's been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years will come up, tap me on the shoulder and go, can I work with you on something? I'll go, absolutely, I'd yeah. love that. And that's, that's. I mean, that's the cream to yeah. do that.
0: Mm. And right, you know I'm going to be calling you every second oh, day now, don't you? por favor, <laughs> please. <laughs>
1: It's great to do, Kath, and um, and I love working with people and I love getting them to the point where they can do a demo, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or even if it comes down to, and, you know, sometimes like they do adult education courses at NIDA and sometimes they do a 101 voiceover course at NIDA and yeah. fortunately I'm a person that they get to teach that. And it's really interesting who you get to work with. Yeah. And what they're there for, because they may think they're there to do voiceovers, but I recognize that they're there to become better communicators.
0: Oh, that's a really interesting way of putting it.
1: Yeah. And that they're there to understand the instrument. Yeah. And to to, to look inside and really find out how it's made up and how to put it all together. And it's all about small victories for me. Mm. You know, if I can get a small victory, if I give somebody a victory in that class, then and that's a step forward, and that's worthy, and 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 hopefully there'll be better communicators because with knowledge comes understanding and confidence. Yeah, and that's what I like to help share with people. Not that I know any everything. Please don't. I don't even call. I don't even think I'm an expert. You know, I just think um, I've been fortunate enough to work in this for, for for many years, and I love working in it, and I'm happy to pass on information. You know.
0: Yeah, I. I would love to talk to you more about this because I did a voice class with Amy Hume, who's a voice coach teacher, and she teaches at NIDA. She does breathing. It's all sorts of – and she actually got me in to give a class to the actors there on doing voiceovers, which oh, – great. – which I did, and mm. I kind of wish I'd spoken to you first about it because ah. – but then, but then the other side of me is like we will all have different Things that we can explain to people about what it is to be a voice artist and what it is. Yeah. I mean, it was really intimidating. These people are trained actors. They were, you know, like second or third mm-hmm. year. Well, they're actors in artists. training. They're actors in training, yeah. yeah. But they're, yeah. they're pretty incredible even to get into them oh, in yeah. the first place. Absolutely. And all that sort. So there's a massive talent there. I think my, I sort of went in there thinking, okay, well, it's about claiming how important it is that every single script that comes across your path is worthy of your full attention and your best work. Mm. So so whether it's a radio ad or a documentary or narrating a book or whatever it is, um, mm. it's worth it to yourself and to whoever's employing you to give 100% of your attention at that time and give it everything, you know, just absolutely. And that's why I think you've stayed in this business and I think that's why anybody who's had any kind of longevity in this business is because they they care about each and every single job and script that comes across their path.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, I, I like I like your take on that. And 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 we do. Yeah. And and you should. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's sort of part of professional acumen. I mean, here's. Three words that won't get you another job. Who wrote this shit? Okay, that's four words. <laughs> even, that's four words. even as a
0: joke, I've, even I've as a joke, found you found out you know, to my detriment. Hmm,
1: uh, well, <laughs> if yeah, hello, because it's somebody's baby.
0: I know, you know and somebody's. And it's not easy it. writing no. anything. Is not easy.
1: You well, know. you would know. You're writing now, aren't you?
0: I am. and But I've always written. I've always been a songwriter and I've written stuff. But I've never written scripts before. But I guess because by osmosis, all this stuff has come into my brain from working in this mm-hmm. industry for a long time. I kind of it's. – I'm loving writing scripts. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. And I love the comedy of it.
1: Oh, they're fun too. What yeah. you it's fun, which is great. So, um, uh, yeah, I was just going to speak uh, to what you said earlier and say that um, – I think it's important to be, to have multi-streams of income and to be open to all sorts of possibilities.
0: Very true.
1: You know? Yeah. You were employed regularly as a session singer mm-hmm. in Australia. Then you went overseas. I'm not quite sure what you did then. Perhaps I'll listen to you, you interviewing you one day.
0: Or well, maybe you could well, just interview me. What a great idea. Another time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Damn. <laughs> you going to hijack and it be so much better <laughs> yeah!
1: and now, and and you've come back and more into voice acting than into session singing yeah. because that landscape's changed too. There's not that much session singing out there.
0: That's what I discovered when I came mm. back. Yeah. Ready to wander into all the recording studios that I used to sing in and suddenly I was like, "Uh, oh. 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 There's not that much session work and guess what?" I'm not that cute young thing that used
1: to mm-hmm. bounce
0: in with all my confidence and just nail everything <laughs> in five seconds flat. I'm just not that girl. So, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. things change. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. We we need to roll with it and metamorphosize. We need to become uh, – we need to work out where our place in the market could be and work towards that. I mean, I once heard somebody say, why have you got all these jobs you've already done on your on your demo? Why aren't you working – why aren't you working into places that you want to get new work? Ah. Why aren't you pinpointing something in the future, the work that you don't get, and creating a demo from scratch, recognizing that work hmm. so that you go and get that? And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's a great idea. It is. Yeah.
0: It's a really good idea. Yeah. But it, it is interesting. It's where you – where do you really want to be? What what's So your favorite – what is your favorite kind of work to do right now?
1: Oh, that's a real question. Hmm. <sighs> Well, I was just saying to Pearl the other day, I was just saying to Pearl, if I actually had my choice, I would want to be on a film set every day, mm. working as, as an actor with other actors in that sort of bubble, that cocoon of possibility. Yeah. Um, I love ultimately that. But then at the same time, so I just spent uh, 10 days working on a wonderful film called What About Sal?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and that's very rare for me to actually get 10 days on a film, I've got to tell you. It was just wonderful. It was written by a mate of mine, John Jarrett. Yeah. He wrote it. He directed it. He produced. He's one of the producers on it. And in order to get the funding, he also has to be in it, you know, because, well, he's a star. So mm. to get the money, and it's, you know, a couple of million dollars, he needs to be there to have the sort of marquee or the, or the pulling power. And so... What about Sal is about a thirty five year old Down syndrome man uh, who was played by this wonderful actor, and he's a Down syndrome actor called Jared O'Dwyer. Mm-hmm. And he was in ninety five percent of that film. And it's about what happens to a Down syndrome man of thirty five, even though he's high functioning, in fact, he looks after other people. in fact, he work, he has a job, you know, he represents Australia in the Special Olympics. He's an achiever. Mm-hmm. But, but the the question was, what if his family around him breaks down? What if there's no longer anybody who appears to be his carer? Yeah. The truth is that he would go back into the system or into a shared house with people of his own kind. So he wouldn't be able to be Independent. out in the world on yeah. his own, Yeah. even though he could. Yeah. So uh, these are the rules of society. That is the rule. So like yeah. literally the rules? Like literally, governmental the rules. rules. Yes. That,
0: that's what, that seems... I know. Kind of absurd to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but and then they work it. They work through the system to try and enable them, and then to see if they're able to live on their own. Okay. Mm. So they don't just get slammed in prison. They they get put in a into a a house with like minded people and carers and and they work out whether they can live on their own. But this particular character did not want to do that. So it was about his quest to work out a way to avoid that. Wow. That and sounds
0: amazing.
1: Anyway, it's a wonderful film and Jared O'Dwyer is a wonderful actor. And uh, because John Gerard's a friend of mine, he said, I'm going to write you in. I went, oh, great. What oh. Am I go- what am I- who-, who am I going to play? He said, you're going to play Herbie Richards. And I went, that's not a far stretch from Rick Herbert, John. <laughs> he said, no, nah, well, you can't act, so I want you to play yourself. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, he, mate. He loves a yeah.
0: Spoonerism, that boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loves a
1: Spoonerism. Uh, anyway, and then, and then I went, well, gee, what do you think he does, Kath? Well, he was a singer in a band. And, gee, whose clothes might he have worn, Kath? Well, he wore mine, as really? it turned out. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> I know, big stretch. But it was a big stretch. That's the interesting thing. I don't I don't play normal people. I play – I'm a character actor. I yeah. play quirky, unusual, different, strange people. Yeah. And uh, sometimes monstrous people uh, and sometimes uh, deeply caring and unusual people. So – for me to actually play something that was closest to myself was one of the biggest challenges in my
2: life <laughs> Wow
1: um, Another nice thing was that John actually wrote Pearl into it as well so she oh she did goodness. four days work on it oh, yeah so cool. Yeah because um, JJ would come over to visit every now and then Pearl tells his story about how she got up one morning and came out and didn't didn't even know he was there and was talking to Jack Jackie, you know Pearl's mum mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the door opens and this voice says, good day sweetheart. And she jumped out of her skin, (laughs) absolutely jumped out. She'd known him all her life. But what she didn't tell us was she'd snuck out and watched, secretly watched Wolf Creek. So she'd seen him as that guy. And so when he (laughs) stepped out and went, "Hello, darling, she just jumped out of her skin, absolutely jumped out of her skin.
0: (laughs) Anyway, he was kind
1: enough to write her in as well. So that was great.
0: I cannot wait to see this film on so well, many levels because it's it's oh. a it's a subject that is close to my heart my mum used to work at the sunshine school oh okay when great. i was a kid and that was a school mainly for kids with down syndrome and i used to go along and draw for them and stuff when i was about oh. 8 8 or 9 or so great
1: so you actually um, had close encounters with
0: yeah and one of my friends had a sister who had down syndrome as well in my experience there's a openness and an honesty and a kindness
1: hmm you're absolutely with right. With the
0: people I knew with Down syndrome and they yeah. were just extraordinary humans. And and, uh, and
1: actually, yeah. beautiful. Really actually
0: beautiful. Really beautiful. Actually beautiful people. Yeah.
1: And what I found working with Jared, working uh, like two feet away from him in a real scene, having a real conversation with him, mm. was that he's fiercely intelligent. He knew our lines better than we did. And I have this process whereby I don't actually want to know my lines until they come out of my mouth. Yeah. Which a lot of people can't handle, but- uh, it's where I it's where I find my truth, right? Yeah. Um, so that I'm not rehearsed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do the work. I know the shape. I understand where it is and how it works in the overall screen. I know the bus stops along the way, if you like. Right? Yeah. So I'd sit there with Jared, and there'd be this scene, and I look at it and go and think to myself, "Hang on a minute. I have twenty seven lines, and he has three. Why didn't I realise this was virtually a monologue? <laughs> 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 Note to self." Idiot. Um, So I do one run with the script in hand, and I do a second run with the script in hand. He doesn't need a script, of course. He knows every line, ours (laughs) included. I put the script down and do the third run with him. JJ says, do we do it? I said, yeah, let's do it. So we go for a take. So it's my fourth run on it. Everything's sort of lined up. I kind of know where everything is, but what that gives me is the chance to find what I'm talking about, what I'm really talking about. Yeah okay rather than being over prepared and working from inside something that already exists anyway that that's for me that's what i like to do um, we finished the first take and i walked over to jared afterwards and i said right set up set up a take 2 please I walked over to jared afterwards and said how was that for you mate he said big fat ugly bastard <laughs> i said that that is the one line I left out, Jared. Would you like me to put it back in? He <gasps> said, yes, please. <laughs> oh okay, God. mate, no problem. It's back in. Uh... Uh, so he, he's wonderful. And we had such a great time on that shoot. And, um, so yeah back to the question I would love to work on on film every day and then what would happen is if I did work on film every day I'd go god all I want to do is sing with my bands all I want to do is get out there and sing because there's, there's a high you get from that which you don't get from anything else especially if the rooms with you and it starts to take off.
0: Yes absolutely. You would know yeah, that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's like a different type of adrenaline another kind of performance drug if you like and yeah. I was fortunate enough before we were shooting what about sale to actually do uh, narrate an audiobook, And I know you do this work as well, Kath. Yeah, you know mm. And I find that is such an extraordinary process, the long arc of an audiobook. Can I just tell you what my process is?
0: <sighs> yes, please do. Great.
1: <laughs> so that was my seventeenth. I've been fortunate enough to be employed seventeen times to do an audiobook. and the first time I did it, I went, this doesn't pay enough. What, they're paying me an extra hundred bucks to pre-read the entire book before I open my mouth? I went, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I walked in and just opened my mouth. Foolish, absolutely foolish, right? right. Because it kept sneaking up on me and, yeah. and, and and slapping me in the face. But the great thing, I was working with Brad Grisaf, right, in at audio books, audio brines, mm-hmm. and, um
0: I love Brad, by the way. He's
1: wonderful. And mm. Brad and, and, and Terry said to me, so you did the pre-read, Rick? And I went, no, nah, I didn't, Terry. And he looked at me as he startled and he went, but, 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 and Brad went, Terry, it's going really well. Don't even worry about it. He's got this. And it was true. I did have it, but I realized it's the ego talking, you know. Um, yes. I need, if humility was a fish, I need to be slapped several times a day with it. <laughs> uh, only because, ah, oh, humility does my fish. Um, only because, it, it, hmm, we get inside our own heads and. Yeah, we do. And. I think I'm pretty good at something, you know. Mm. But the truth is I've got to always, and, and this is what I learn uh, in, in my sort of quest on my personal sort of spiritual path, a good day for the spirit is a bad day for the ego. A good day for the mm. ego is a bad day for the spirit. So Ooh. I'm looking for that that balance, that, that, that cadence that works with both. Yeah. And, and in doing that, what it constantly says to me is humility. Mm-hmm. So pretty now… Sure now what I do is I read the entire book from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I don't take notes. I read the entire book from beginning to end. I read all the time. I'm, I'm a voracious reader. I've got two, three books going all the time. Mm-hmm. I read this book from beginning to end. Then the night before I go in for the first session, I read the 60 to 80 pages. The, I read the 80 pages I'm going to record in four hours the next day. Oh,
0: my God. Rick, we have the same
1: same exactly process the same process. ah yeah. there you go because then and so the the, the third time we read it is when you open your mouth i haven't opened my yeah. mouth as the character in the characters or anything until then and then i walk in and then we sit and then i sit down and then i i start and yeah. day 1 is a little slower than the rest because they tend to gather momentum once you're in the chair and inside the piece
0: yes same yes. same sort of same i hmm. i um I find them the most wonderful thing to do and also the most difficult thing to do. Oh yes, that's audiobooks. the point. And part of my problem is that I'm dyslexic and I've just oh. finally realized that <sighs> I need to be putting the books into some kind of a an app where I can change the background from white to black so that the type is white and the background is black. Great. Because I just your iPad. realized that I read Better. I've done this with my Kindle now because I'm also mm. a voracious reader and all the rest mm. of it. But I still, after a few days, I'm starting to see double practically. And also I need to to just be able to calm myself so that I can just focus on the words. And I just want, I want to be able to comfortably sit there and read like I do when I'm just comfortably reading. Without, you know, if I make a few mistakes in a row, suddenly I'm all up in my head and I'm like panicking and, it, you know, All the things. Yeah.
1: So, I got a tip for you there.
0: What's that? Forgive. Ooh.
1: It's the biggest one. Forgive
0: myself.
1: Yeah. 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 Every. 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 Every every time. Every time. Oh, because I have to do it myself, darling. You Ah. know, we all. You know, I uh, gone are the days of the perfect take. Yeah. Everything is Frankensteined every read you do is frankenboled yeah, together absolutely everyone is yeah everyone is yeah. it's fine since the digital age has hit and that's why a lot more people can also do it because we're not called voice artists anymore we're voice actors
0: yes true yeah
1: the yeah. art of voiceovers is gone
0: <sighs> because a lot
1: of people can a lot of people can do it a lot of people can speak a lot of people can read and that's and that's fine it's all great it's just again we change yeah. We've got to be, yeah. we can't resist change. If you resist change, you're the guy left on the island over there. So you've got to roll with it. And forgiveness is everything. And oh, joy. Gosh. Find the joy. Bring the joy.
0: <laughs> this is, I'm constantly this is saying. Better and cheaper than the therapy, Rick Herbert. Thank there you. There you go.
1: Hey. <laughs> hallelujah. I'm constantly saying to my band members hey, guys, if you're having a good time, make sure your face knows. <laughs> Musos, You know? Because. I know. Bring the joy. I know. I know you're having a great time. I can see you're having a great time, but that's yeah. not how they see it. I that know. Looks well, like, that's that the looks thing. like hard if work. You can,
0: look, if you are yeah. being an entertainer, entertain for God's <laughs> sake. You right? know, come yeah. on. That that is one of my that is rule number one when it, whenever mm. I talk to anybody who's inspiring anything to do with entertainment is that mm. is that be entertaining. Yeah, do not stand it. there and think that looking like you're being cool because actually you're just shitting mm. yourself inside. Yeah. Um is is gonna that. Yeah. Is mm. gonna to cut it, mm. you know, I want to do a script with you. Oh, um, I've got a few a few there's a few scripts, but there's one I particularly want to do with you because you mentioned spoonerism. Um, <laughs> and I wrote this script because I'm, I was a bit of a fan of the two Ronnie's a thousand bazillion years ago. Uh, I think my dad yes, them. anyway, I wanted to see if I could do a really stupid script like they used to do, and you are the man to give it a whirl. So if you look down to the, the script that is titled Spooneristic Mess. Yes, I see it. (laughs) I'm not even going to spin the wheel because this is hard enough as it is. So in your best radio ad style.
1: Oh, good. So you want me to do the straight one first?
0: Yeah, do the straight one and then straight into the Do I do it as
1: that hand over? Let me me try this. It's a hand over the ear. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Yeah. For all your lawn mowing needs, come to Parry's Garden Pool and Lawn Shop. We can't wait to talk fences, chat about your blossoms, and advise you on the best pool and garden design rates for you. So come to Parry's Garden Pools and Lawn Shop, where we put the customer first. We aim to please. Decencies apply. For all your mourn feeds, come to Gary's Pardon Fools and Porn Shop. We aren't Kate to fork tenses, bat about your possums, and devise you on the pest, tool, and dungeon resign dates for two. So, come to Gary's Pardon Fools and Porn Shop, where we put the fuss accursed. We blame to squeeze. Fleas and bees reply. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous, and thank you. Thank you hardly seems enough, Kat. Thank you. Did you notice he was up. getting a, yeah, he was he was getting a little more urban too, wasn't he?
2: <laughs> he was Because
1: I, I reckon he'd I reckon would be like this. We can't wait to talk fences, chat about your blossoms, and advise you on the best pool and garden design rates for you. I reckon that'd be him.
0: Ah <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, he is that guy. He's totally that guy. Yes. <laughs> the he's garden a Bunnings, man. He's a Bunnings boy. He's a
1: Bunnings yeah. gardening man.
2: He is a, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Beauty.
0: Yeah, beauty, mate.
1: Well that's Excellent.
0: fun. Oh, that was mm. so much fun. That was brilliant. <laughs> So um, I have actually written other scripts for you, but I've been enjoying talking to you so much and hearing about. Oh God, you're so wise. This ah, is, I you don't are. know about any of that.
1: Ah, well, thank yeah. you. Whatever that, whatever that is. I'm just, I just love my work. It, I, we live a blessed life as a as a voice actor.
0: We do, we do. I it's mean, it's really all quite the, extraordinary. All the ups and downs of will I ever work again? And aside, but yeah, it is. It's a brilliant life. I love it. I love it. And
1: And one of the interesting things, I mean, when COVID hit, everything changed, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: for six months, there was, for me, no voice work, no bands, no singing, no teaching, no acting, no nothing. It was like, Whoa. okay, sit tight and see what comes of this. What hmm. can I do to change it? Well, that's beyond my field of expertise. I can't change COVID. Let's see what happens. hmm And so we waited it out and I waited it out. And then slowly the trickle feed started because we're much more fortunate in this country than in others. And I suppose it's got a lot to do with uh, how we've locked it down and how we've dealt with it. Yeah. But uh, it's almost like back to normal here. And yet in other countries, it's only gotten worse. It's extraordinary.
0: Yep. I know. So
1: again, we're blessed.
0: We are. So tell me, how do you, do you have a regular routine or anything for keeping your voice in shape so that you're kind of job ready? You do. How how did I just know that you would? Tell me what you do.
1: Well, I do various hums. Like I've got a gig tonight where I'm going to play solo. So I've got a new guitar and I'm really, I love my new guitar. And so I'm inspired to, to do this gig tonight. So I warm up from the ground up. In other words, I start with what I call first hum, which is just bow over the strings. If the breath is the bow of the violin and the vocal cords of the strings, Mm -hmm. then it's just that. And it's calm and enabling and nurturing and it's sort of, it's really gentle. And so it kind of sounds like this. And I don't know if people can hear it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's just... So it's meditative and nurturing and really just gentle. And it's not even in my face. It's just at the source, Mm -hmm. right at the vocal cords. And then I develop that into a second hum that comes into the jaw and the teeth and the lip line that I call both through the lips. And then a third hum that comes up into the face and, and into the upper top palate and into the mask and wakes up the sinuses, the cheekbones, the nasal cavities. And then a fourth hum which basically is... Setting free the tongue, which sounds like this. So my lips and teeth are still closed. Mm-hmm. So it's that's so the t- that's the tongue moving the tongue inside that- the cavity. There you go. Great, great, Kath. And what you can hear from, yeah, it is, isn't it? What you can hear from that is you, is you get the understanding. Uh, sorry, teacher coming up. Yeah. You get the understanding that the voice is more than one sound. The voice is more than one note. Mm-hmm. When you set free the tongue, it it. So the hum itself, or the the chest note, is is the hum, right? You can hear my chest now. But if you listen really carefully, you can also hear my face voice, and. Yeah. The things that are happening with my tongue are catching another note, a harmonic, if you like, mm. and then changing the shape of that note and that sound in my face. So if I did, if I did this, now if I crack my lips and teeth and go... You can hear that second note, yeah, the harmonic, yeah. And now, when I talk to you again, you can actually hear that there's a second note in the face voice as well. This is the kind of stuff that just absolutely fascinates me.
2: Oh, a bad wow. voice.
1: So there's all of that, and then there's working the articulators. So I do all the tongue twisters, and I do vowels and consonants, and and tongue twisters, and I do the ones that that I find joyful and that, yeah. that trip me up, yeah. like. There's the ones like people know Unique New York and they might know Irish wristwatch, which is actually not an easy thing to say.
0: No, no. But
1: then I have another one which is um – she stood on the balcony, inexplicably mimicking. See, it's got me. Here we go. Here we go. She stood on the balcony, inexplicably mimicking him, hiccuping and amicably welcoming him home. Ah, oh, I only just get oh, it out every time. Oh, that
0: is so good. It's
1: really hard, and I love it. And again, my constant thing is forgive, enjoy, laugh. Yes,
0: absolutely. Oh, the I most... kill myself laughing when I'm doing, when I screw up. I do the red lorry, Good. yellow lorry. Red lorry, and a, yellow lorry. And red
1: leather, yellow leather. <laughs> yeah. You've got to put your leathers in there too.
0: <laughs>
1: All of that stuff, which Excellent. wakes up the facial muscles, the mask, the articulators.
0: It's funny because I have I have mm. a set of favourite warm ups for singing, which mm. I do in the shower. My neighbours must love me, but that's a lot Trills. of fun. Um, Trills. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> and, and that loo, it's like a German lu.
1: Yeah. Loo. And for
0: some reason, that particular vowel sound is really lovely for opening your throat. And I don't even Liga. know why. It works so, for you. Yeah, it works for me. And I also do a lot of the um well the brrrrr brrr, brrr, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Flight and, of and, the
1: Bumblebee. With and a trill of the tongue. Brrr, brrr,
0: all that kind of is, stuff. Is so that
1: your tongue or your lips?
0: That's my tongue and lips.
1: Oh, my Lord. Lordy, Lord. Doing
0: a three-note scale. That's just there you go. Here. So there you go. I actually, oh, God, I, I sort of feel bad even putting these scripts in because I'm just loving what we're talking about. But oh, this that's okay. Scripts this script, are actually, fun. This promo script has some real fun little tongue twisters in it.
1: The nonsense poetry?
0: No, the promo. Which
1: promo script is it.
0: Yeah. So this one, are you up for? Are you up for doing a bit of a character wheel and a bit of a accent go
1: on? Wheel. Let's have fun. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Okay. Go we on. are
0: so going like wildly over time, but who cares? This is fun. Uh, Except for just, you have to go to a gig, so I'm not going to uh, keep you. You can
1: long. edit it. Doesn't I, matter. Yeah, I know. What?
0: What? What? Editing?
1: What? Ever? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cut it here. <laughs> no, <we're done. laughs> hmm.
0: So I'm going to give you a character. Hypercell.
1: Hypercell. Okay. Oh God! Yep.
0: Yep. And your accent, should you oh. wish to accept, will be UK posh. UK posh.
1: UK posh. Hypercell. Yeah. Yes. Ready when I am. Righto. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ready when you
2: are. Okay. <sighs>
1: Tonight on Kev's Kitchen Catastrophes, will Janet do justice to Jamie's juniper and ginger juice jelly junket? Can Karen beat the clock and cook dinner for eight hungry Hungarians with just three eggs, a bottle of fanta, and half an artichoke? Can Philomena Flambe Fraser's flying fish? Will wonder, wonder why Warren went AWOL? And did someone leave the cake out in the rain? I don't think that I can take it. Tune in for the premiere and final episode of Kev's Kitchen. Catastrophes tonight at 8 on mate. I didn't go English. Perhaps I should have done it more posh.
2: Entirely up to you, darling. I just loved it the way you did it Well, thank
1: you. Uh, (laughs) It's it's curious that uh, UK posh probably cancels out Hypercell. It sort of
0: does, actually. Mm. Yeah, Mm. funnily enough, yeah. Yeah, they're just just,
1: flavours.
0: How did you even say, we'll wonder, wonder why Warren (laughs) went able. I wrote that book. I I could never even say that.
1: I loved them that they were there (laughs) and I went, oh, my God, well, I'll just have to do that.
0: (laughs) And did you get my little... Someone, Someone left the out in the ring. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I wish I'd seen it earlier in my mind so that I could have sung it because it would have been even better. Yes.
0: Oh, wonderful! Gosh, you're amazing. That what was a hoot. so good. That was fun. You didn't
1: even have to add coffee or you know anything. <laughs> that's one of my directions for people. Yeah, that's great. Can I have it with? Can I have exactly that read but with it two Red Bulls? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: vodka? No, hold the vodka. Just the Red Bulls, thank you. You know.
0: <laughs> That's actually a good direction because I I don't do a huge amount of radio commercials these days. I mean, I do. I go in and I'll do them and everything, but I, yeah. I am never quite sure. Like Kate was brilliant at saying about how the research she does before she goes in to do radio commercials.
1: That was extraordinary. Wasn't
0: that brilliant? The melody <laughs> yeah. of what is cool yeah. now. You and I are both also singers, so mm-hmm. it makes absolute sense to me. It's
1: well, it brilliant. Does. It does. And really, uh, really fascinating. Be interesting, fifty percent of my work arrives on the day, so I, I I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow unless I get a call from my agent, you know, late in the afternoon. So yeah. but maybe other other voice actors are going, No, I want to know when I've got the job the moment I get it, so that I can have a listen to the, the radio station like Kate does, which is smart. Very yeah, smart. Yeah, absolutely. She's Actually, a smart cookie. She
0: is a smart cookie. So Rick Herbert
1: yeah, Cathy Ogden. I
0: asked you to 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 have <laughs> to prepare something in case you wanted oh. to do something. But if you don't, there's always a nonsense poetry jam just waiting with your name on oh, it.
1: Let's do that. I mean, yeah? like I, I could read something from a book, but I really don't. I don't mind. Oh, I'd, I'd in rather that case,
0: what I'm so excited about. I, I was trying to be cool then. Actually, what <laughs> I really want is to hear you do the nonsense poetry jam because it's just. I just okay. Here we go. Character. I'm doing the wheel. I'm doing the wheel. Okay. Funnily enough, it's come up with narrator. So that's perfect. And the accent. Oh, fancy doing a bit of USA.
1: USA. Sure. Yeah. American accent. And narration. American narrator. Yeah. Okay. U.S. narrator. I'm just writing those two things down for anybody who wants to know what I'm doing because (laughs) I write those things on my script so that when later you go, hmm, maybe it's less narrator and more something else. I'll cross that out (laughs) and put something else in. Yeah. Um, Here we go. Okay. I have never read this before, and it looks extraordinary.
0: It is meaningless, but your job, should you take it, is to make it sound like it has some kind of meaning. Narrator. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you
1: ready? Yeah. Nonsense poetry jam. Must the nape before recent, calmed peanut? Yam and steer night besot, Loquacious moth, dent frowning. Hidden bluff, sample bee? Monumental, a third beacle coop. Flinging of cave, this glitch. Surely boom logistics venting. Paloma, decision. Go cheese. <laughs> Nymph, ozone. Device, these Mediterranean. Jeep remembered, a vilification pip. Rotary brow. Incendiary bellhops. Never wretch. Quintessential. Disobey. Embolism. Lightly. <laughs> no idea. Absolutely no idea what any of it was, which is part of what we do, right? Yep. <laughs> you walk in, you walk in. You get a script, and it's full of jargon. You just don't understand.
0: Nope. Exactly. Okay.
2: <laughs> and you I just shall be an expert on these words.
0: <laughs> like, like you were an American narrator narrating one of the most serious and beautiful, I don't know, could have been anything. Could have been a crime novel. Could have been a romance. I don't know.
1: Or it a beat poet. Poetry. A beat poet. Yeah. <laughs> he, was,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was very serious
0: He was very oh, serious oh. Well, I think nymph ozone device this Mediterranean Deserves as much gravitas as you can possibly fling at it
1: <laughs> And I did And I did Consider it flung <laughs> mm.
0: Oh, Rick Herbert I am so, so, so happy to have finally got to actually do this with you And oh,
1: Thank you Thank you, Kath.
0: Um, I think I, I think your, your students are incredibly lucky. And mm. congratulations on the film. I can't wait to see it.
1: Mm. Um, I think it'll be out in October. Icon put some money into it, so that's Mel Gibson's company. Stan Ooh, cool. put some money into it, so it's got some backing. Yeah, so.
0: brilliant. And it's called What About Sal? Correct. Brilliant. Mm. Also, what is the Skinford that you've done? Oh, Skinford series?
1: was, uh, we did Skinford 1 and 2. It was a, a web series. Yeah. It started out as a web series and then became, they cut them into movies as well. And I think you can see them on something. Ah. Uh, Skinford, S-K-I-N-F-O-R-D. It's apparently a person's name. And Josh is wonderful in it. And I end up playing his father, who is a nasty piece of work. He talks like this, Dunny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not very nice at all. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> great fun. Good. It's great fun.
0: Wow. Um, okay.
1: They're sort of genre bender because they they don't fit in any category. Right. But uh, I find them out absolutely outrageous. We did one in I think 20, 2019, no twenty eighteen, and twenty seventeen. So Skinford and Skinford Two are out there.
0: Cool. Yeah. And also, if anybody ever wants to find you in the world, you're on all the socials?
1: I am and I'm not. I'm really only on Facebook or my website, which is R O C H E R B E R T dot com.
0: Also, you're at RMK. Yeah. And have been yeah. for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for a very long time. And I, I think they're wonderful and it's a, it's a great place to be. And I certainly call it home. So,
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on Voice Over Voices, my lovely Rick Abbott.
1: <laughs> my pleasure, Kat. So great to share this time with you. you and thanks, everybody out there, for listening.
0: And have a fabulous evening with your band. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Voice Over Voices, scripts and concept by Kathy Ogden, music produced by Grant Windsor and written by Jeff Franzel and Cathy Ogden. You can find us on Instagram at voice underscore over underscore voices. If you liked this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe so more people can find us. Be kind.
2: Thank you.